else is your wealth, which is true. You don't think about this if you are healthy, but then if you are not healthy, that's the only thing that you focus on, unfortunately. And people, they are not understanding it until sometime it's too late. Simone Gibatoni is the CEO at Clinique La Prairie, CLP, the Swiss spa clinic with a long history of science-based longevity interventions to help us live longer and better. Hello again, I'm Peter Bowes in Montreux, Switzerland. Welcome to this episode of Live Long and Master Aging, on the road in Europe at what really is a beautiful setting just off Lake Geneva. Simone Gibatoni is a prominent voice in the field of human longevity, with a vision for the future that extends much further than the hallowed halls of this almost century-old medical spa. There is plenty of wealth here, but Simone is on a mission to extend the benefits of targeted interventions much farther afield, and also to challenge what healthcare should really mean. I would say, Peter, preventive medicine, functional medicine, what we are doing here is about two things. Anticipating, instead of curing, and approaching longevity, not looking at the disease, but looking at the person. For our second podcast conversation, but the first in person, we sat down in the gardens at Clinique La Prairie to discuss the key pillars behind CLP's approach human longevity. Simone Gibatoni, welcome back to the Live Long and Master Thank Aging you. podcast. Really good to see you. Good to see Good you. to be here. Yes, finally. finally you can see the place. Now, last time we were in the middle of the COVID, last time we had this conversation. So I'm really happy that you can finally be here and see in person what we are doing here in Montreux. And what an extraordinary setting. Spring has finally sprung, exactly. it seems, in Montreal. Wonderful day. It was raining until yesterday, and today is a wonderful day. So well, we're happy re- to be together. Yeah, it's really good to be here. This episode is brought to you in association with Clinique La Prairie, the award-winning spa clinic and pioneering health and wellness destination nestled on the shores of Lake Geneva in Montreux, Switzerland. Combining preventative medicine with bespoke lifestyle and nutrition plans, Clinique La Prairie offers a holistic approach to living fuller, healthier, and longer lives. And what I'm getting is a sense of the history of this place, more than 90 years now of experience that uh, I'm seeing for myself that you are building on. And this is scientific experience in the field of longevity and following this is what you do you follow the science as it develops and change the treatments according to the science to to get the best results for longevity to live the best life and perhaps extend health span yes sure i think that you said it all um 90 years of of history of clinique la Perie, which of course is everything started in 1931 with uh, Nians, which was this doctor that since already, uh, already at the time had this idea of focusing on innovation and try to find the latest and more effective technology for longevity. So while there are, I would say, Peter, while there are some uh, uh, clinics like us that are following strictly uh, one philosophy, for us it's very important to do what you just said to scout all over the world and to develop, of course, because a lot is developed by ourselves, what we feel is most effective today for longevity. And of course, what was effective 20 years ago is not effective today, or at least today we have have technology which are much more effective. Uh, What uh, makes us unique uh, compared, I would say, to a lot uh, of uh, 
the development that are happening in longevity is that we need to apply this technology to real people. So we have this challenge of having clients from all over the world, from 80 countries every year in average. So we have guests from 80 countries all over the world coming to us for in average one week. And we have to deliver during this week the best technology, change their life, educate the people, because it's not only a question of what we are providing to them in terms of therapies and technology, but how we educate them to continue to do uh, what we hope they are going to do when they leave uh, clinical period. And then there is the story of the follow-up that we will discuss, what we are building all around the world. It's all about really changing their life for the better. And what is the main goal? What do they say to you that they want to achieve through the few days that they spend yeah. here, but then the follow-up as you describe it? Because clearly you can't change a life in five days. Exactly, exactly. I have to tell you first, uh, when I feel that I'm really uh, achieving uh, the uh, goals of CLP is when we have a client that is leaving and is telling us already after one week, maybe it's the first time that the client is coming to CLP. Gentlemen, you have really changed my life. And this is where we know that we have really fulfilled our mission, which is, don't forget, is helping uh, people to live a longer, healthier and better life. This is our mission and this is what clients are coming to us. This is why clients are coming to us, because they want to get the latest technology in our four pillars. Uh, I mean, I think our listener, listener now, they know already, but just as a reminder, medical is the first one, nutrition is the second one, then we have movement and well-being. So the best technology for longevity in these four pillars. Interesting you say, and, and you're not the only person these days that uses the word movement instead of <coughs> exercise. Yes, is sure. exercise a little bit of a, a scary word for some people? And, and that actually, if you incorporate, <coughs> I found this with a lot of people, if you incorporate movement into your life, yes. which can be simply walking as opposed to Absolutely. taking a bus or, or some other mode of transport if it's a short enough distance that that can produce tremendous results you don't have to go to a gym and do a vigorous workout i think is the message yes i i would say there are two uh, messages here in the pillar movement the first one is that it doesn't exist an exercise which fit everybody so uh, i think it's very important in in whatever we do there is this idea of customization we were discussing about genetic, epigenetic. We have been the first clinic to ask a, a genetic test to all our guests. We have been the first clinic uh, in the world to do epigenetic testing. And this idea is that based on the diagnostic part, that is always uh, the element at the beginning of our stay, we are able then to customize all the other treatment. And in, all, in this customization, there is, of course, also the movement part. And sometimes is exercise, sometimes it's not exercise, like you were saying. It's just integrating in the daily routine uh, a movement part. By the way, we know all the studies about uh, the uh, longevity are telling us that a lot of these people living uh, a, a very long life, they was not exercising in reality. They had routine in their daily life to integrate, like you were saying, movement in their life. That's exactly what I mean, because <clears throat> movement can simply be getting on with your life and doing those daily chores if you're at home, if you're at work. Exactly. As opposed Don't take to, the elevator. Well, exactly. Uh, exactly. We, we live a very convenient life these sure. days with, with elevators, with, with dishwashers, with all the, you know, all the, the apparatus that we can use to make things easier. But it isn't necessarily good for our health. Absolutely. But here you are opening another subject, which, which is the subject of routine, no? because at the end, uh, 
uh, all this technology, once you leave uh, Clinique La Paris, is, uh, the point is how do you integrate uh, all this technology in your daily life? And we know that one of the secrets is to create a routine. So walking to go to the office, uh, don't take the elevator. Uh, now, because this is giving, uh, this is giving consistency to what we do in the long time. You mentioned epigenetics, which yes. uh, I, I think, as you say, the, the audience is probably familiar <clears throat> with, but maybe you could just elaborate a little bit in terms of what that means and how you can incorporate the science behind epigenetics for the people that you yes. see here. Let's say to make it, to make it very simple, uh, there is this distinction between genetic, which is your uh, something which is fixed, is your gene. Uh, and when you do the genetic test, uh, I always tell to our clients, if you come in 10 years and we repeat the same genetic test, the result, of course, is the same. Epigenetic is the way you are expressing your gene. And I'm, I'm Peter, I'm used to make the example, I have personally, my kids are twins, no? And I used to say that their genetic is the same, but if one of them is always eating French fries uh, and hamburger every day and every night, in the long term, the expression of their gene is going to be different. Because then in the epigenetic, you are evaluating the lifestyle, how the lifestyle is, is, uh, expressing your gene. That's why it's so important to have both. And that's why today epigenetic is so important in the field of longevity, because it's a way to evaluate how the lifestyle is affecting the expression of your gene, how you are playing your piano. And I think the message is that there is a tremendous amount that we can do for ourselves. There's, exactly. there's very little that's predetermined, even though exactly. we might exactly. think that or even sometimes use it as an excuse. Absolutely. There's a lot that we can change and it comes down to the fundamentals, Absolutely. diet, what we eat and how we move uh, and the amount of sleep, of uh, sleep, uh, how do you, these are all the element. Uh, 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 what you said is very important because in fact, uh, if we would have sit together to talk about longevity 10 years ago, we would have said, uh, Yes, 80% is uh, genetic. There is a little bit that we can do, uh, which is lifestyle. But at the end, if you have been lucky, you are lucky. If your genetic is bad, it's finished. Today, after 10 years, we know that the story is very different. And that's an extraordinary change, isn't it? In it's just a decade. It's extraordinary. I would say the percentage, then, depending on the people you talk with, but I would say the percentage right. is reversed. Probably you could say 20% is genetic, 80% is epigenetic. But this is proving, in fact, that what we are doing can change life. Because at the end, what we are doing is working on the lifestyle of the people, of course, uh, delivering therapies uh, to them, but also working on the lifestyle of the people in the holistic way, because that's the other point. I guess you have discussed it many times. I personally believe we will not have the magic pills that is going to solve all the problem, but the approach must be an approach which is an holistic approach, considering the four pillars for us. And this is a lifetime's purpose, isn't it? And I guess the people that come here feel particularly passionate <coughs> about it, but uh, you can if you like, do the education while they're here. But nothing's going to be achieved if you go back to your old ways after, on day six and day seven. So what do you do to, to nurture people in terms of their enthusiasm for what they've learned here and, and what they can continue to do when they're back at home, wherever it is in the world? That's, uh, Peter, I have to tell you, that has been my obsession since I came in Clinique Rapari and was, uh, uh, of course, to be very proud about what we were delivering during the week here. But then asking uh, ourselves, uh, what can we do after? 
how do we ensure that there is a follow-up with all our guests? And today we are relying a lot on the digital part, which is for sure is very important. We are ourselves building a big platform to keep connected our client. But the more I was talking with our client, the more I was feeling that they needed a real help once they were back home. And that's why we decided to do this, uh, this uh, we call it this international development, which for us at the end is a way to follow up with our client. So we said, uh, we, we look at the list of our client, I was telling you 80 countries, but in reality, more than 80% of our client, they were living in 40 cities all around the world. You can name it, New York, Beijing, uh, Shanghai, Paris. So we said, why we don't start to build, uh, we call it now Longevity Hub by Clinic Rapery Center, which are not clinic like clinic rapery, they are day center. You can go during the day, but where you find the four pillars and you find people, therapist, doctor, uh, nutritionist, which are speaking the same language as CLP because are our own center. So that the, the people, when you are back to London, you don't go to a nutritionist which is telling you different things compared to our philosophy or you don't have a coach which maybe yes you go sometimes but you are not able to follow but you go in a place where they know everything about you because you have been here and they are able to follow up on our philosophy give me an idea and i've experienced it for myself in the short period of time that i've been here what the experience is like and what's coming through to me is is how personalized it is here, down to uh, d differences in diet, differences in terms of what we're capable of doing as far as movement is concerned. Because you've got a, a vast range of ages of people here. People have lived a life and maybe not necessarily can, able, can do you know, the, the most intensive exercise, but uh, you cater everything according to the particular needs of, of individuals exactly. and are very specific on that. Exactly. By the way, you said something which is very important. We sometimes in our field, we are so much into longevity that we think that uh, people, they have five hours per day to do what we recommend them to do, which is not true. So the question is exactly like a person, that's why I admire a lot. And sometimes I'm making also a longevity talk with people, which I see they have a very busy life, for example, singer, I don't know, or businessman, super busy life, but they are able to integrate this, uh, ideas that we are sharing on longevity in their routine because that's the key no um, how is the program in in clinic rapery first of all majority of our clients are stay for one week some of them for two weeks depending on the program and the program is starting from a diagnostic part because first we want to know everything about you because we need to customize the stay based on your need we said about the genetic, we said about the epigenetic. This is happening starting from the second time. We are really able to deliver the genetic and epigenetic test in four days. So while you're here, we can get explain to you how does it work. But then we are, go we are going to use this data starting from the second stage. But there is a full diagnostic part, including radiology, uh, blood test already on Monday. And then the program starts. And every day, uh, based on the diagnostic on Monday, there are activity depending again on the program in the four pillars. So you can see a doctor for two hours, then you see a therapist uh, in the spa for uh, one hour, uh, then you see our nutritionist. Each of our guests has a nutritionist which is assigned to you, which is gonna 
with the chef work to customize your food and also the nutritionist has the role to make the education throughout the week because when you leave you 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 need to learn the way uh, the right way for you to eat then we have the movement part so maybe you see the coach so every day depending on the program you have eight nine hours of let's call it activity which is visit uh, uh, coaching uh, therapist nutrition classes always one-to-one with our with our therapies. We are quite proud to say that we have uh, in average five uh, experts for each of our guests fully available to you. So we have uh, 300 uh, uh, people of staff for maximum 50 guests. So you understand immediately how the program can be customized when you come to CLP. And diet is all important. And I've noticed the very specific attention to the needs of of individuals, Uh, not only paying attention to the to the to the fads and to the likes and the dislikes in, in terms of everyday diet, but the kind of diet that is most appropriate for an individual. And it, it really comes home to me how individual and how different Absolutely. we are and how difficult it is to, to say to a, a general population that this is the right diet because Absolutely. there isn't a right diet for everyone. Absolutely. That's very true. And that's what we are always saying. You know, when you do a detox, there are some uh, rules that people are saying to everybody. Uh, don't drink coffee, stop completely drinking coffee. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is an example, but we know that it's not true. There are people who can integrate very well coffee, people who cannot, uh, people who can eat uh, uh, a lot of different uh, food, other people. Of course, there are general guidelines and we are, we tend, of course, to teach to the people which are the general guidelines. But then, like you said, each of us is different. So the important things, even in nutrition, is to uh, to have this information and to use this information. And now we, in the diagnostic part, with genetic, epigenetic, but also with other tests, we are able to customize very well and to understand very well which is the right food for you. Is it a hope of yours, and, and indeed do you see it happening, that people will come here and then talk about what happened to their friends and to their family? Because clearly not everyone can come here. Sure. Not everyone can afford to come here or has the time or, or the, sure. the family situation that would allow them to spend a week away to devote to themselves. But do they talk about it and, and educate their children or, 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 the, or even their parents about diet and, and movement and the, and the different regimes that they've experienced? Uh, it's very true what you say. I, I just give a small example. Uh, we had once uh, a businessman who had uh, over 100,000 employees working for him. And he came at the clinic. He learned a different way of, uh, of eating. And he decided to change the menu in all the, the uh, canteen, how do you say, in all the, uh, his, his plants integrating some of the things that he learned with us. So this is for me a perfect example of how you can start from one person but then influence potentially thousands of people. And, and this is part of what we do. Of course, there are a lot of information that we are giving to, to the, even to the people that are not coming here. Of course, we want to share as much as we can all this information. For the way we are built as a clinic, uh, the, the experience is, uh, in a sense, like you said, is quite unique and customized, so not everybody can come here. But this is part of our business model, and we don't want to change it. Uh, but, of course, we hope that we can share as much as we can this information. 
And uh, let me say another point, which is related more, if you want, on the, from the company and business side. What you said, with, let's call it word of mouth, so talking about the experience, is our main marketing. So the only thing we want is that people are living and talking about the experience to friends and families. And that's how we, we have built uh, our credibility uh, over time. In fact, the result of the experience is the most important part for us. Because that ultimately has to be the goal, doesn't it? To, to change populations. If we're talking globally and we, we look at the, the health problems that people are experiencing and yeah. the, the, the lifespan in the Western world should be rising. It's actually falling. It's falling, in, absolutely. In, in May, even in the United States, the, 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 yeah. the average lifespan is actually now, over the last few years, yeah. falling, which is really a sad state of affairs when you, you think of the knowledge that we have absolutely. to try to, to go in the opposite direction. So it is about education, isn't it? And about changing the minds of, of, of populations. Absolutely. And we don't have to forget that if you take Europe, for example, over 50% of the people over 50 years old, they have certain kind of morbidity. Certain. So what you said is very true. We are going, unfortunately, uh, on the opposite direction. And it's all about uh, education. That's very true. But like we said, uh, uh, you know, sometimes the how is not enough uh, in the sense that uh, I think that if you stop on a street, uh, whoever is passing by and you ask them what is the right way of eating, they're all telling you I should eat more green, uh, I should eat less uh, meat, etc., etc. But then the question is why they don't apply it. So I think that, again, what you were saying at the beginning is our also, no, uh, it's our commitment how we can really change their life because the how is not enough, the strategy is not enough, but we need to help them to apply the strategy. And do you detect, and I think I do to some extent, a change in attitudes? Clearly, uh, we can talk about the longevity economy and yeah. the, the business of, of longevity, but there does seem to have been post-COVID a surge in interest in well-being, that, yes. that more and more yeah. people are talking about it. And there does seem to be that acknowledgement that if you are in a good state of, of health, you don't have underlying conditions. I think yeah. we all learned this during yeah. the, the pandemic, Absolutely. that you're in a better physical state to to withstand the next virus, whatever it happens to be. Absolutely. I think it's all coming down to uh, what you were saying about uh, genetic and epigenetic in a sense. I think before COVID, uh, the majority of the people, I would say two main things. The majority of the people, they were thinking that they could not, even if, again, for us that we are into this world is strange, but the majority of the people, they would not think that they could influence their uh, overall uh, immune system situation, reaction to the viruses. So they had this idea and they learn. Uh, I don't think COVID brought anything positive, but there has been this learning that we can influence much more uh, our overall uh, health situation. This has been the, the first point. And then there has been also a very positive uh, uh, knowledge on uh, wording related to longevity. Uh, immune system. Before COVID, not a lot of people, they knew what was the immune system and whether it was even existing an immune system. Uh, now we came to the point that if you talk about mRNA, people are understanding, no? They are understanding about genetics, understanding about epigenetics, because for two years we have talked about this. No, so now when we talk about technology, mRNA for cancer, people, people, they understand. And again, like you said, don't forget that uh, we had here in CLP clients uh, that uh, 
maybe they had five private jets, but they never did a checkup in their life. You say, how possible? Yeah, crazy. Crazy, no? Yeah. How possible? Yeah. Because they were not aware of the way they could live a different lifestyle to influence their health. Well, and know, now they know. It, it often strikes me as, as, as crazy, that, that, as you describe it, someone who has several private jets and is running an, a business empire takes very little care of themselves. Sure. And you see it time and time again. This you confirm again. yourself in your experience, oh, right? Oh, totally. And these are educated people. These are uh, clever people in the world of business, but not being clever about their own bodies. And that, that psyche has to change. Sure. You know, we had this uh, uh, five or six years ago in our adverti advertising, we had this claim, health is your wealth, which is true. What is, you know, health, you don't think about this if you are healthy, but then if you're not healthy, that's the only thing that you focus on, unfortunately. And people, they are not understanding it until sometime it's too late. Preventive medicine is about this. I would say, uh, Peter, preventive medicine, functional medicine, what we are doing here is about two things. Anticipating, you know, instead of curing, and approaching longevity, not looking at the disease, but looking at the person. Which is also something that we have a little bit lost in the, let's say, traditional medicine. Exactly, because the whole body is, is all important and you can't just... And connected. It's all connected. So our sleep is connected to our um, microbiome, is connected Absolutely. to every physical aspect of our being. Absolutely. And again, that's part of the educational message, isn't it? Absolutely. So if uh, you are not sleeping and you are simply taking the pills to sleep, you are not going at the origin of the problem. And maybe, like you said, the origin could be a completely different type of problem it can be stress can be microbiota can be can be a lot of different things but we want to go at the origin of the problem and we want to go at the origin before the disease start to start to be there i use the phrase health is wealth and i totally agree with you i mean the, the the most valuable wealth to me is my good health and i, I often say that but talking of wealth and i, I mentioned the longevity economy the longevity economy in itself is about wealth. And there's a financial side to that. There's a, the, the physical well-being side of that. But to move forward, I, I get a sense that the longevity economy, which is clearly growing, must be nurtured and must be allowed to grow. What do you see the future like in this area? I, I see it booming at yes. the moment yeah. with, with huge potential. Uh, I see. Uh, I see two things happening, Peter. Uh, of course, uh, is booming. Uh, the just to give you an idea of the statistic, but you probably talk about this already. Before COVID, the longevity industry was uh, supposed to grow eight nine percent per year. Now we are almost at the double, so between fifteen and twenty percent, depending on the research. So it's for sure an industry which is growing very fast. You don't have a lot of industry growing at this. Uh, Pace. So that's why everybody is getting into it. But when everybody is getting into an industry, you know what's happening. Then uh, it's very important to remain uh, serious, uh, to do the things slowly, like we like to do, to build on your experience and not just to uh, build on the trend of the market. So that's a little bit the risk that we see. Uh, we have ourselves some technology that we propose to our clients. Uh, knowing that uh, maybe if you take during the week uh, they are not effective but we tell them 
we tell them, listen, we want you to try this technology, but you know that to be effective, you need to do this for at least 20 times when you are back in New York or in London, because otherwise it's not working. Sometimes this is not fully explained. Uh, the efficacy sometimes of some therapies are not yet proven. So I think that's a little bit the risk when you go too much into the marketing and you lose a little bit the science, uh, uh, which is still our foundation. So we have 50 doctors in, in, in clinical therapy and every time we decide to introduce something, the first thing they are asking me is, do you have proof? Is scientifically proven? And we have to go through all these steps before we introduce some new technology in CLP. So this is what I would like to see this industry booming but still keeping the seriousness and credibility because otherwise we all risk you know if we lose the credibility absolutely uh, who do you think holds the responsibility for maintaining the momentum is it the the doctors and their relationship with their patients is it people like you the, the thought leaders in the industry is it politicians or or indeed journalists ensuring that these issues are, are, are got out there and and talked about it. I mean, my sense is clearly it's, it's a little bit of everything. Of but everything, I'm just wondering yes. where you think the emphasis should be. I, I would answer like you because it should be a little bit of everything because I, I think politicians, they will have a lot of upside if they're focusing on it. And we have seen it during COVID and we see it every day. You know, the cost of treating this morbidity that we were talking about is huge for, for, for the community. Um, and then, uh, of course, I think... Uh, uh, CEO like me running a company like us of course uh, we need to uh, we should all on top of this we have uh, you said at the beginning we have a brand which is uh, uh, which is there since 90 years we should always take decision based on the long term our game has to be a game which has never which is never ending no, so we have to be uh, able to take decisions that we know we can sustain in the long term. That's the key. Exactly. So what's next for CLP? You're involved in quite a lot of global yeah. expansion at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, listen, it's, it's, uh, in, in a nutshell, uh, what we are building is this ecosystem. At the end, we put at the center our client, our, our patients. And, and the question we were discussing before is how can we change their life? So we have these four uh, build, uh, building blocks that we are developing, uh, I say these four strategic uh, guidelines. The first one is the creation of the physical center, and we have the uh, longevity hub. We have also the health resort, so we are building other clinics like CLP. We have already three on the way, and, uh, and we want to reach 10 clinics like this and 40 longevity hubs, so that's the first step. The second step are the product. And for us, the product is uh, Holistic Health, which is our line of supplement, which is available uh, and is a way to continue the therapies of CLB. But this is open for everybody. And then we have the product that we give during the stay, which are much more customized, of course, because when you come here, we know everything about you. The third point is this commitment that we have on innovation. So working and investing and researching and uh, working with startup. Uh, we have done recently also a lot of investment in this field. And the last part uh, we mentioned quickly is the digital part. So how we can keep all this uh, universe 
connected digitally, no? And if we have done the physical places, the product, the digital part, feed by the innovation, I think we have reached something which is important, credible, and able to change the life of our clients. And and important certainly to me because I, I like to tell the stories of, of longevity and, and and tell the stories of establishments like this one. And I think that's a big part of the issue, isn't it? In terms of getting the message out there, explaining as you have done to some extent the science yeah. and how it is relevant to people but you need to get through to people and as you referred to this everyone's busy everyone's yeah. got things to do and the story of longevity i think has to be told yeah and and told around the world in a sense so that it resonates with people but listen first of all i want to acknowledge that you are one of the people that are telling this story and you are telling since a long time and uh, and is uh, what you are doing is very important because we are doing with the approach which is the approach of Clinique La Paris and that's all, also what put us together no because exactly. we were approaching much more as a serious journalist uh, who want to know the the reality of the fact uh, and not just talking about marketing because also there unfortunately we have a lot of claim that we are reading everywhere which then if you go to see they are not in reality so true. So, is is uh, again, I want to acknowledge that you have done a lot for our industry and uh, and some of these steps we have done it uh, together. So we are we are very happy. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm enjoying doing it as well. And I, in many senses, feel like we're still at the beginning. That, that there's so much more work to be done. What what do you think? What do you think are the next step? Can I ask yourself which do you think are going to be the next step of our industry? I think we need to to get the messages, the kinds of issues that you've been talking about, through to people in a way that resonates and is relevant to everyday to them. life. And yeah. yes, as you've reflected beautifully, really, you can come here and have a, a great five or seven days and experience a, quite an intense few days uh, learning a lot but then it's all about what you do when you go home because human nature sadly Absolutely. is to revert back so I think it's important to tell the stories about movement about diet I've, I've learned a lot in less than 24 hours here about diet and I'm thinking about how it's going to change when I go home and, and hopefully tell people about that so I think it is it is getting the message out in a relatable way yeah. that I think is so crucially important people have questions and sometimes don't know where to turn. They spend very little time with their doctors, which I think yeah, is of absolutely. concern. And people need accurate information, not exaggerated information, as, yeah. as you just reflected, but information that is, is truthful and is usable. Yeah. I think that's a, a big part of the future. Yeah. From my perspective, as, as the journalist telling these stories, sure. I think that is one of the key areas of, it's got to be one of the areas of growth. And that involves involving the media, of course. It involves other media organizations. It involves television. It involves digital media. Embracing digital media, social media, which younger generations sometimes exclusively use, use to get their messages. They don't watch yeah. traditional television or, or even read books sometimes, sadly. So it, it's getting those messages out in a succinct but accurate and relatable way. Yeah. I think. And I think what you're doing with your some of your di digital work is what you're trying to achieve as well. Thank you. Yeah. First of all, I have to say I'm very happy if we have been able to teach you something new. It's yes. already, I'm already <laughs> very proud because I mean, you are. And uh, yeah, the, the, the question is how do we help them to integrate this in their everyday life? And, yeah. uh, and when, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think, an in a very interesting conversation that we are, we are having uh, 
with people like you and in, in conferences is really this idea of uh, taking all this knowledge that we have developed in the last year on longevity and then applying it to client. Exactly. Which can be at the week here, it can be when they leave and, and sustain this change over time. Yes, exactly. And uh, I think people have a yearning for that. Yeah. I think they, they want it. And when we say health is wealth, imagine the worst times for families. What does it focus around? It focuses around ill health. Yes. If yes. a loved one is sick or tragically dies, yeah. and it's a condition that perhaps could have been prevented or even just delayed until later in life, exactly. through this kind of education, I think that must be hugely valuable to people. Absolutely. Tell me, just in closing, from a personal perspective, what you get out of this? You are leading this revolution well, to some extent. Um, what, what's the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning? The, uh, let's say, the, the vision and uh, we, we have, uh, we have uh, this, uh, this, uh, this idea that with this ecosystem that we have just uh, discussed, uh, is we call it Vision 2040. So it's something that we put almost uh, when we did it 20 years forward, and this is for me. It's uh, that's that's the vision that is uh, is uh, really uh, excite me exciting me every morning. And I can tell you it's a challenge because uh, uh, we are starting as a small company, which is now uh, really achieving what we were we were saying uh, five years ago, and. Uh, Hopefully, like you said, helping to educate people in, the, in this in this field, and then there is all the learning that uh, you do that you do in the process, which is uh, which is exciting. And uh, like you said, a lot of things are happening. Uh, we have to be able to understand really and to separate the good from the bad. But I think it's a field which is uh, super exciting. And I would say I'm coming from uh, not from the uh, longevity uh, longevity space. Uh, at the end, what makes this business uh, and what makes, I think, what you do very interesting is that at the end you want to help people. Exactly. No, you, you know, you don't want to sell a product or you want uh, with all the respect, but uh, at the end, uh, at the end of, of this, uh, there is this idea of helping people. In our case, living a longer, healthier and better life. Uh, but that's what can really change their life for the well, better. Well, I think it's, it's really inspiring work. It's really good to be here. So thank, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much for the conversation again. Thank you. Thank you.